Bibles this morning, Matthew chapter number 27. Matthew chapter number 27. And uh, we'll read a few verses here, starting verse number 22, read down through here several verses. I don't believe you can ever preach too much on Calvary. Preach of the cross, them that perish foolishness, and us which believes the power of God, see. And uh, I think the preach of the cross changed the world. Spread the gospel is the only hope. I believe it. I believe the spread of the gospel is the only hope for this nation. Verse 22, the Bible said, Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all said unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? They cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I'm innocent. Of the blood of this just person, see to it. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then released, uh, Barab- then he released Barabbas unto them. And when he scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus to the common hall, gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. When they planted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head. And a reed in his right hand, they bowed the knee before him and mocking him said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after that, they had mocked him. They took the robe off from him, put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. And as they came out, they found a man of of serene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. But they were coming to the place called Galgotha. That is to say the place of the skull. They gave him vinegar to drink mingled with gall. When he tasted thereof, he'd not drink. And they crucified him parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled, which was broken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them. Upon my vesture, they did cast lots. And sitting down there, and sitting down, they watched him there. Let's pray. Father, we ask, Lord, today in Jesus' name that you'd make Calvary real to us. Lord, there's lost people here this morning, and if they leave this building, they may never get another chance. This may be their last chance. Lord, I pray that the conviction power of God would be so real around this place that you'd touch hearts and draw them to an altar of repentance. Would you speak to that young lady, that young man? Lord, would you talk to that middle-aged man? Lord, would you speak to hearts across this building this morning? 
Do that now as only you can, and we'll thank you for everything that you do, for it's in Jesus' name we ask these things. Through his blood we pray. Amen and amen. I want you to look this morning at this verse. And sitting down, they watched him there. Sitting down, they watched him there. I want to preach a little this morning, if the Lord would be our helper, on watching Jesus die. Watching Jesus die. And can I say this to you this morning? The death, burial, and resurrection was the most pivotal event in all of human history. There had never been anything before or anything since of any more consequence than Calvary. I began to think about a few things. I jotted a few things down as I was studying on it this week. I thought about this. Calvary's blood saves from sin. Calvary's blood satisfies the saint. Calvary's blood secures the saved. And Calvary's blood separates the sinner. I say thank God for Calvary's blood. I thought about this, how that the blood was precious. That means there is none other like it. I thought about how the blood was pure. That means there was no taint of sin. I thought about how the blood was powerful, saving even the lowest sinner. I thought about how the blood was personal because one day as a young boy at the Law Branch Baptist Church, I got washed in that blood. Then I thought, thank God about how the blood is permanent. It's never went away. It's never washed off. I'm glad, thank God, that I'm just as saved today as I was the day I got saved. Thank God for the blood. This world may deny what happened at Calvary, but every time they write the date, they admit that Calvary happened. I thought about crosses being on every church steeple, hospitals, amen, ambulances, and in every graveyard. A reminder that Calvary did happen. I thank God for Calvary. There was a crowd that day around the cross. My mind begins to imagine what it must have looked like. They had gathered there, some in particular for the crucifixion of Christ, some others maybe that were just passers-by. But I want us to look at this crowd this morning and see if maybe we could see ourselves in the crowd around the cross at Calvary. Can I say this to you today? Everybody in here is responsible. You know why, Brother Neil, I hardly ever preach on Calvary without preaching through a veil of tears. It's because every time I read the story, I'm reminded that it was my sin that put him there. It breaks my heart afresh and anew to know that it was my filthy, rotten sin. It was my life for his, as they sung just a moment ago. Boy, it touches my... And I want to say that everybody in this building this morning had a part in Calvary. Everybody. Your sins and my sins. I want us to look around the cross this morning. I want to see if we can see some faces around the cross. 
and see some of this crowd that sitting down there watched him. Sitting down and gazed upon this spectacle. I got four crowds that I want to share with you. And I'll not preach very long. I really feel like there's some folks in this building needs to get saved. I'm just going to be honest with you. All week long, I'm not going to cut any corners. I'm not going to cut any corners. Uh, I believe there's folks in here needs to get saved. And I'm going to tell you something. I've had it on my mind all week long. I've been praying about it. I've been seeking God. And I want to tell you that there's be no better day than on Easter Sunday morning get born again, birthed into the family of God. Amen. I went over there Friday up there, Brother Tim Rupert's to his, uh, to his uh, Jubilee that he has on Good Friday, seven saved. And I thought, well, maybe that was what was burdening my heart. That, 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 that was going to have all them salvations up there, but I still got that burden on my heart. Still got that burden on my heart. And uh, so I want to share just a few things. First, around the cross was the faithful. So there's four people standing around the cross. And that's John, that's Salome, that's Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of Christ. Those four standing around the cross, very near. That was the four faithful. I thought, Brother uh, Neil, about John. John the revelator, John the apostle. I, I thought as he was standing there, no doubt, a young man most believed John was probably in his teens, if uh, at the oldest, maybe his early 20s, uh, and he's standing there alongside Mary. Uh, it was John when he wrote his gospel that said, uh, in the beginning was the Word. Uh, it was John that majored on Christ uh, being the Word of God. Uh, it was John that laid his head over on the breast uh, of Jesus at the Last Supper. Uh, it was John uh, who didn't write about the miracles in his gospel, uh, but rather wrote a about what Jesus said. He loved to hear Jesus speak. Now at the end, he's found himself at the foot of Calvary. Let me say this to you. Sometimes it's good for saved folks to look at Calvary again. Hey, let me say this to you. It's good for the faithful to get a glimpse of Calvary. I thought about there was Mary Magdalene. Maybe the deepest, darkest sinner you could imagine. Jesus had cast out seven devils out of Mary Magdalene. She was a, a woman that lived on the fringes of society. She was the woman that Jesus said, of whom much is forgiven, they'll, be, they'll, they'll have much service in their life. They'll have much greatness, gratefulness in their life. Are any of you this morning kind of like old Mary Magdalene? I mean, God reached way down to get you. He went way down in the pit of despair. He went way down into sin and snatched you out and saved you and put your feet upon a solid rock. Mary said, I gotta be at the cross. He done too much for me. Thought about Salome. And she was the wife of Zebedee. Zebedee was the father of James and John. Zebedee ran a very, uh, a very industrious fishing business. He made a lot of money. But when James and John got saved, they sold out and went for the Lord. Salome may have invested more in the ministry of Christ than anybody else financially. 
She had left it all. She had walked away from a fortune in order to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Now he's gone to Calvary and she said, I'm going to stay with him every step of the way. Oh, we'll think about them old sinners that Christ reaches down like Mary Magdalene and snatches up. But I'm glad, thank God, there's some people that have some things and have some wealth that they're willing to give up to serve the Lord and they're willing to walk away from to serve the Lord. That's the kind of faithful that was around the cross. And sometimes we just need to see Calvary afresh and anew. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to be in that faithful crowd. Hey Amen. I want to be in that. Uh, hey, I want to be in that crowd that's near the cross. Uh, I want to be close to Him. Uh, that's where I want to be. So it's faith crowd there. It's faith crowd. But when there's faith crowd, but there's fearful crowd there. It's fearful crowd. And the Bible tells us that there's two men. One, Joseph of Arimathea who was a disciple of the Lord, the Bible said, but secretly. So Jesus was buried in Joseph's tomb. Joseph, at some point, Brother Neil, had been, had been born again. At some point, he'd gotten saved. But he said he kept it secret. He said he was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, is what the Bible said. And so with him was a man by the name of Nicodemus. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night in John 3. They both came after the crucifixion and begged the body of Christ. Nicodemus brought a hundred pound weight of ointment and spices that would have cost in the hundreds of thousands of dollars in today's money. I mean, it was a major gift, but they showed up after he died. You know Why? Because they're fearful. I've never seen such a spirit of fear as what we have in our churches right now. I'm going to tell you what Paul said. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm going to tell you, we live in a time where they're cowing down to every crazy thing on the planet. uh, And Christians are afraid to take a stand. Uh, We're afraid what they might say about us. Uh, We're afraid that they might. But I'm going to tell you, you'll not be the faithful crowd around the cross uh, if you're in with that fearful crowd. Amen. Hey, I thank God for Joseph and Arimathea. I'm thankful that he provided him a tomb he'd only need for three days. Uh, But he should have been standing up there near the cross. He should have been up there near Mary. He should have been up there with Salome. He should have been up there with John. But instead, he was ashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ. And some of you are too. Oh, you're saved. You're saved. But ain't nobody at work knows it. Hey, I'm preaching now. You're saved, but nobody in your neighborhood knows it. You say, well, I don't know how that might go over with them. I don't know how, and so I'm just, hey, I'm going to tell you, ain't no such thing as a secret service in the Lord's army, amen. What we need is some Christians that'll stand and not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Can I get a witness and move up to that faithful crowd? There was a fearful crowd around that. But seeing Brother Billy, there's a bunch of failures around that cross. I'm getting somewhere, watch this. I'll read it yeah, back up here in my outline so I can be sure and read that and read the verse. There was failures that around the cross. Luke 23, 49. 
says, and all his acquaintance and the women that followed him from Galilee stood afar off beholding these things. Don't you think about that just a moment. According to that verse, that means the disciples didn't just run out into the wilderness and disappear. But Brother Neil, somewhere standing way off, maybe where they had to really strain to see, were a bunch of disciples that said they'd go with him no matter what. They said they'd stay with him no matter what. But in the end, they had become a, a bunch of failures. I thought about in that group was Peter. Peter was in the inner circle. Uh, Peter had walked on the water. Uh, Peter had said, I'll go with you till death the day before. Uh, but now Peter uh, is standing off a guilty distance. Uh, Peter has failed him. Uh, uh, Peter is a failure. Uh, I think about James. Uh, James was the brother of John. You'd have thought James would have went with John and his mother. Uh, his brother and his mother uh, are both standing up there uh, near the cross. Uh, you'd have thought he'd have been with with them if anybody would have and yet he's run and he's a failure and he's kicked out on God and he won't serve God. Amen. I thought about some of the others. Matthew who wrote this book. He'd been snatched up as being a tax collector. He had been rescued from the the pit of sin and snatched out of sin and yet he's failed and he's watching Christ from afar. Maybe some of you this morning You failed. You failed. Maybe it's morally, maybe it's spiritually, you're a failure. Let's just be honest. At some point in our lives, we're all failures. Not only do the faithful need a a good view of Calvary, Brother Billy, not only do do the fearful need a good view of Calvary, uh, but hey, the failures need to remember Calvary. uh, Those that have come short, uh, uh, those that have walked a guilty distance, uh, those that have stood too far away. uh, It'd be good if you'd look at Calvary again uh, and remember what Jesus did on that cross for you. Uh, I remember how he died for you. Uh, I remember how he was beaten for you. I'm here to tell you the failures need to look back at the cross. But here's why I wanted to get to preach. Around that cross were a bunch of faithless. I just think about something this minute. That cross, I'm told, was on a thoroughfare. Never been there. Hopefully in December I'll stand there and shout. It's on a thoroughfare. There's people passing by. They made spectacles, Brother Bobby, out of, the, out of them men they were killing. Let me say something about Calvary. You've got it wrong when you've got it in your mind of what it looked like. They stripped them men. They hung on that cross naked for all the world to see their shame. They were beaten and bloodied. I'm talking about the Son of God. And all the people passed by. There's probably some people like that, Brother Billy in that crowd. They didn't really care. They looked at it as a curiosity. They went by. They didn't know that's Jesus hanging on the cross. They didn't know it's the Son of God. They didn't know it's somebody who claimed to be God. They just walked by and there's another man dying on a cross. They'd seen it before. Maybe they just glanced that way and thought, well, that ain't nothing to me. And they just kept on walking. I'm telling you, that happens in society every single day. 
some of you, some of you, Oh, I'm telling you this morning, uh, uh, you've looked at Calvary and you've thought, well, that ain't nothing to me. Uh, you've looked at Calvary and you've thought, well, that's no big deal. Uh, you've looked at Calvary and you've thought, I can make it without that. Uh, I'll just keep on traveling life's way. Uh, and you just pay it no mind. Pay it no mind. There's hundreds of thousands of people that just pay Calvary no mind. Oh, it's Easter Sunday. I was standing yesterday on the aisle at the... At the um, at the Ingalls trying to find Bible bread for the communion. And there's this lady, and I, I walked around, and there she was, and she had on a big old mask. And I ain't knocking all that, but I'm talking about a big one, like one of them, like almost respirators, you know. And I, I, it startled me. I thought she'd been painting cars or something. What's she doing? And she's talking to this other fella, and uh, they, you can just tell by looking at them, they hippies. I don't know how else to say it. You can just tell by looking at them. And she said through that mask, sounded like Darth Vader. She said, do you celebrate Easter? He said to her, he said, well, he said, we'll have to, maybe have the Easter bunny might hide an Easter egg or two. She said, we don't celebrate it at my house. And I thought to myself, how sad. How sad. You see, there's people all over this world today that Easter's just another holiday. It's just another opportunity to hide an egg. It's a, hey, uh, and some of you in here this morning, uh, you, did, you walked in here minding your business. How uh, You don't want to think about dying and going to hell. Uh, you don't want to think about dying without Christ. Uh, you'd like to just get through this service uh, and not have, to th- not have to think about it, uh, not have to put it in your mind. Uh, you'd just like to keep on going uh, and not pay Jesus any mind. Uh, hey, that's exactly what some of them done. They, some of them, Brother Neil, I got to think about them soldiers. Right around the foot of that cross, there's four soldiers. They don't believe God. They're probably pagans. They serve pagan gods from Rome. Do you know they probably don't even speak the language? They probably don't have any idea what they're doing, really. It's just another day at work. He was sent down there, and they were told to do what they was going to do, and they'd done it. They're just doing their job. They're going to sit down and watch him die when he gets done dying. Maybe it might be tomorrow. might be the next day. Uh, they'll take him down, throw him in a pit somewhere. Uh, I'll nail somebody else up. Uh, it's no big deal. Uh, they, they pounded the nails. Uh, they looked into his eyes. Uh, they watched him uh, as the blood ran down his face. Uh, but they thought, what's that to me? You know what the Lord said? He looked down there at them four men. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You may be like them soldiers. You just come in here and you've got around the cross and the preacher got to preaching on the cross and we got to singing on the last blood. Boy, I love that song. I was singing on the last blood and you heard some shouting and it got your attention and maybe it's perked your ears up and you got to looking at Calvary a little closer and you can see his eyes. You can see the pain he went through for you. You can see the blood as it flows off his brow. You can see the payment that was made so that you don't have to die and go to hell. You can see Calvary afresh. Boy, you're in a good place. I think about this, there's a bunch of religious around that cross. High priest. I mean the, the, the elite, Brother Billy, of the religious around that cross. 
they were more culpable than anybody else. They're the ones that put him on that cross. There may be somebody like that in the building this morning. You've come in here with religion. Hey, you've come in here with religion. Oh, you've got all your eyes dotted and your T's crossed. Everybody thinks you're saved. You've been baptized. You, hey, you carry your Bible. You hear me now. You come to church. You're a faith, but you're lost and without God. Hey, you may just be like that religious crowd. And you need to get a fresh view of Calvary. So let me tell you what Jesus did, and I'm going to give an altar call. Jesus bore your sins on Calvary. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. You don't have to die and go to hell. You don't have to die and go to hell. You can if you want to. You can walk out that back door and die and go to hell if that's what you want to do. That's up to you. It's up to you. Now, I'm preaching right. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to slow down. I want you to hear what I'm saying right here. You look around at this world and you tell me the devil ain't working. You look, hey, hey, you say, I don't know if I believe the Bible. Then would you explain to me what's happening around, what is happening in this world? Suddenly everybody went crazy, really? You believe that? I'll tell you what's happened, Brother Billy. The devil has picked up his game. There's a lot of evil spirits that's coming back in the United States of America trying to drag the souls of men, women, boys, and girls off into hell. That's exactly what has happened. And he'll drag you off into hell. He'll drag you off into hell. But I'm glad there's good news. And that is Jesus marched up Calvary. Uh, Jesus became sin for you. Uh, Jesus bled and died and took the wrath of God uh, on your behalf. Uh, Jesus died and descended into the heart of the earth uh, so that you didn't have to. Uh, Then on that third and appointed morning, uh, he arose victorious over death, hell, and the grave. uh, And he ever lives to make intercession for your prayers. uh, And you don't have to die and go to hell. Uh, You can be saved today. Uh, Hallelujah. I'm glad that I'm saved this morning. Whoa! Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm saved. You don't have to die and go to hell. You don't have to. You don't have to. I'm going to say this right here. I'm give all the call. The devil makes that seem so hard. Some of y'all, your, your heart's already pounding. The Holy Spirit's convicting. And the devil's saying, don't you do that. Don't do that. That'd be so embarrassing. Don't do that. Everybody'd be looking at you. Uh, don't do that. You can do it another time. Uh, I'm telling you something. You're going to believe him. 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 You're going to die and go to hell. I'm telling you, here's what the Lord said. He said, the way to heaven's narrow and few go. He said, the way to hell is broad and many there be that go in there. My guess is really in reality, my guess is the crowd this size, there's probably 15 or 20 of you that really are not saved. And I'm telling you, I mean, y'all heard me, most of y'all heard me preach a long time. I don't just come in here and beat my gums to be beating my gums. I'm telling you, time's running out. Time's running out. And God sent me up here this message this morning. 
Hey, listen, you may be like the religious. You may just be passing by like the crowd. You may be like them soldiers. But if you're lost, why don't you do something about it today? Jesus died for you. Jesus was raised for your justification. You don't have to die and go to hell. There's a Savior that loves you. All you got to do is slip out from where you're at and watch this aisle and you can get saved this morning. It's that simple. It's that simple. Justice is going to come. Come on, get... Come on, get on the piano. Where are you at? Come on, get on the piano. I want you to sing. Uh, what do we say? How lost I am. How lost I was. How saved I am. How lost I was. How saved I am. She's going to come sing this song. And uh, I want you to think about it this morning. I want everybody in this building to do me a favor. Every last one of you. I don't care if you've been saved 50 years. I don't care if you're a deacon, Sunday school teacher. I don't care if you're a young preacher. I want everybody in this building. We're going to stand at our feet here in just a moment. And you're going to bow your head, and I want you to ask this question. Lord, am I saved? Just ask the question. Now, if you are, it ain't going to bother you. If you are, you're going to say, Lord, am I saved? And immediately there's going to come confirmation in your soul. You're going to say, hallelujah, I am, thank God. But for some of you, you're going to ask that question, Lord, am I saved? And it's going to, there's going to be a, a disquieting inside of you. There's going to be a trouble inside of you. Go ahead and start playing there a little bit. There's going to be a disquieting inside of you. There's going to be a trouble inside of you. And you're going to need to know. Let me say around this altar, around this altar is the opportunity. Around this altar, all it takes is to march, at, march down this aisle, fall in this altar and ask God and he'll save you this morning. Is that right? Are we ready finally? All right, let's stand to our feet. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Justice is going to sing and on this first verse, I want somebody to come. On this first verse, you say, Preacher, I'm done playing. I'm coming right now. I don't want to die and go to hell. I do not want to die and go to hell. I'm getting out of my pew right now. I'm running to that altar. I want to be saved. I want to be saved. Get somebody and bring them with you. Get somebody and bring them with you. She's going to say. Come on. Come on. Remember who I used to be when this whole there's never been a change in your life. Free. I was desperate, a failure, in need of a shame. Oh God of heaven, Lord, don't let them die and go to hell. I pray that this deep conviction of the I Holy Ghost would get real around in here, Lord, like never before. God, I pray that you move across this service, Lord. Don't allow this to be just another regular service. God, I'm unworthy. But Lord, I pray, God, you touch. Lord, said, I pray the Holy Spirit would convict, Lord, like never before. God, I beg of you, Lord, bring sinners to the altar. Oh, God, for it's too late. Oh, God, for it's too
All you got to do, those are in my altar. All you got to do, all you got to do. Maybe that's the Lord to save. That's all you got to do. That's the Lord to save. All you got to do is ask the Lord to save. From the road that you're on, but I don't find you right there. Trust me, I've been there. Oh, what a difference he made in me. Because of the blood, I'm forgiven and free. Everything changed the moment his mercy eyes just a minute at two or three this morning come get saved boy they feel better (laughs) they feel better been washed cleansed they're sure they got their faith I'm going to ask Justice to sing one more verse and give you an opportunity to come you ain't got to be the first one there's been several coming this morning you say preacher today I'm coming I want to come I want to be saved I want to get in that crowd I want to be with that crowd that got saved. I don't want to die and go to hell. I don't want to face God without Jesus. It's so simple. All I got to do is slip out of my pew, walk toward that altar. I'm coming right now. My legs will work. I'm going to get out and come while she sings. You sing. Come on. Come on. When this 
his heart cried out to be free. God's dealing with you. Come on. Desperate, a failure in need of a savior. Come on. Come on. And I still remember the moment, the time. Come on. When I finally surrendered my life, I was broken and ran into arms wide open. Oh, what a difference he made in me because of the blood I'm forgiven. one more time I feel like there's another one needs to move I don't know four or five got saved but I believe it's one more I'm telling you I knew and I got I knew before I did I not tell you Wednesday night Sunday's gonna be a big day I'm telling you I knew it the Lord's been so good I, hey the Lord don't want you to die and go to hell he sent his spirit by this morning to convict hearts. If I wasn't sure I was saved, and I'm not in the business of making people doubt. You know me, I'm, a, I'm more about trying to give you assurance of salvation. 
If you're here this morning and you don't know, do what these others have done. Care enough about yourself. Say, I want to be saved. Grab somebody next to you and say, let's go. I want to be saved. She's going to sing. This is your verse. This is your verse. It's your verse. Baby, you're thinking.